So his uh, ultra-complicated question was, uh, <laughs> if I could speak something about talent, period. <laughs> Is it in the DNA or other things you said? And so on and so forth. Until recently, <laughs> until recently, um, when I say recently, I mean let's say 30 years ago, talent was quite a thing. People believed that Mozart was born with a certain talent, that Vivekananda was born with some, some this extraordinary photographic memory, that maybe Tanukur was born with a natural talent to play cricket, or maybe Tiger Woods was born with this talent for golf, and so on. But research has proved it, or proven it, beyond any reasonable doubt that that is anything but true. Nobody is born with a talent. It simply is a matter of how much effort, what kind of deliberate practice you put in. If you have ever read reports about people, oh, when he or she was two years old, they were chanting Sanskrit verses, bullshit. <laughs> Not true. Don't believe that. What does happen though? The environment at home can play a huge role in how talents are nurtured, which leads to a broader question, nature or nurture? What part of human existence is natural and what part of it is nurtured? Is it nurtured? All talents are eventually nurtured. As I think it was Mozart who wrote this letter to his father. He said, his father was the one who trained him from very early on, very early age. And he said, people keep telling me I'm a genius, I'm a genius, but don't they see the hard work I've been putting in, he said. And same thing about this uh, Spanish guitarist or violin player I wrote on my blog, he said, for 18 years, he said, or 38 years, something like that, he said, I work day and night. I spend hours and hours, and now they tell me I'm a genius. They don't know my truth. Somebody like Tendulkar or Yuvrat Singh or whoever the players are or have been in the past, and they, they spend hours and hours training every single day. But a child... Sometimes what happens, a child has a natural flair for certain things. Some children enjoy more intellectual things. Some enjoy more creative, artistic things. Some enjoy more physical things. A good parent will identify that and direct their child or children's energy in that and that alone. And then suddenly they pick up very fast in that area. And then we see, oh, okay, this is, 
this guy is so talented, this guy or this girl's genius, she was born this way. No, nobody's born a certain way. But yes, some people have certain tendencies innate. When we help them regulate their tendencies in a certain direction, then we get the output we are seeking. It's just as simple as that. Plus more on that is written in my book on parenting, by the way. So I don't believe in any theory that says this person was just born this way. If he or she never cried, if he or she just came out of the womb and said, hey daddy, how you doing? <laughs> Something like that. Then I'll say, okay, this person's different, but they are not human then. Because till date, no human being has ever done that, except for some people in scriptures. Don't you think it's amazing that if such unique talent actually existed, at least somebody would exhibit it right from their birth? But nothing like that is there. Everybody learns. Whatever you know, you've learned it. To master it, you have to put in the time. Anything you wish to master, you have to put in the time. There is no other way. We can't say, oh, I've been doing something for 20 years, I must be very good at it. No. Repetition is not practice. Some people only perfect their mistakes. If you are spending more time making mistakes in learning something, then you are only perfecting your mistakes. It requires conscious effort. We are constantly challenging yourself where you are aware where I stand on the ladder in, in terms of my practice and my performance. Because both are different things. So anything you wish to master, you have to put in the time. And you have to be practical about it. Take any example of anybody. If you think that person was talented or born a certain way, just read their life story. Just read their biography or autobiography or whatever they might have written. Just read that and you will know that is never the case. Never. And in this country, or in all countries for that matter, but particularly in this country, we really create idols and ideals for children. And then we start to create an impression in their tender minds that, oh, this person was always born this way. But when we take that view, it's extremely detrimental to your personal growth. Because now what will happen is you'll say, oh, he was just born or she was just born this way. I can't be that person, so I'm not even going to try. Rather than saying, well, this is how it happens. And then sure, when you tell somebody you'll take 10,000 10, hours of meditation or 15,000 hours of meditation, they say, I don't have that time. Fine. Somebody will. And I'm just waiting for that person. A guru, a teacher, a mentor is just waiting for that one sincere person. One person can change the world. And those who are geniuses, those who are masters, those who are champions are in that category of that one person.
They are the ones who say, I am going to give it a shot. And I'm going to give it my best. I think a while back I gave this example. There is a, uh, a classical piece in piano. I would love to play it one day. According to my teacher, and she's being actually very generous when she says that, it will take me 15 years before I can play that piece. Provided. And 15 years won't cut it. If I approach her, if I'm still alive and breathing at that time, I say, look, 15 years have passed, and uh, where is, I can't play that piece till that's, 15 years is not the criteria. It's assuming I devote four hours every day. And I just don't have four hours. I don't even, I don't even have 40 minutes. So if I now want to play that piece and I say, oh, she doesn't know what she's talking about. I'm a genius. I can work this out. Does not work like that. Or if I look at somebody who's 14 years old and playing that piece, and there are people, 14, 15, 16, I mean, uh, Cheryl, um, uh, the person, who, pianist who accompanied him, uh, her, uh, Alexander was his name, He's, I think, 25? He's 26. Thank you for correcting. He's 26. And uh, he played that piece. Now, if I looked at somebody who's 16 or 26 playing that piece, and I, and I said to myself, oh, this person's just gifted. No, they have put in the time. If you put in the time and you practice something deliberately, you can beat anybody. But remember... If somebody started their journey when they were five years old, let's say, or four years old, and you start your journey when you're 30 years old, and you say, I'm one day going to play better than that person, that's a ridiculous proposition. Because if you will compete with them 15 years later, they will also have 15 years more experience under their belt. So our progress in any field, is never ever to be measured in comparison with somebody else. It is always measured in terms of your own performance. That you could do this earlier, and now you can do this. Now this man, he was getting old, and young boys were playing in a field, and he said, can I also play with you guys? He said, but... Uncle, you're very old. How would you run around? He said, look, I may be 70, but I still have the same amount of strength that I did when I was 30. He said, this can't be right. He said, I can prove it to you. How? He said, we'll let you play if you can prove it. See that big boulder over there? He goes to, close to a boulder, touches. See this boulder? When I was 30... I couldn't lift this thing. And now when I'm 70, I can't do it either. <laughs> so there is no change in my strength. One of the uh, mistakes people make, if you're going to play with or against somebody who's way better than you, you will be totally disheartened. If you're going to play with somebody who's just a beginner, your own level will come down. And that's why when you seek a teacher or a mentor, 
if he or she is way out of your league, you will just not strive hard enough to get there. You will just give up. If they are somewhat within your reach, you can see their mistakes, you can see their human side, you can see how they can go wrong or where they can mess up. At least you'll have some hope that yes, I can get there. And um, I don't mean to say it now, but that's why in Black Lotus we have those levels, you know. You do, you can quantify your progress in my view, you can measure it, and if you can measure something, then you can really gauge if you're progressing or not. If you can't measure, it's an opinion. If you can measure, it's a fact. And countries and companies and individuals who grow are the ones who make factual decisions. Because factual decisions based on fact will be informed decisions. So when you are trying anything in life, whether you wish to be more talented or something, just, just have the courage to face the numbers. Have the courage to face data. Data, don't lie. It sounds more appropriate to say data doesn't lie, but datum is a singular and data is plural. So numbers don't lie. Simple as that. And that is really not just my view on, on talent, because my view could be misinformed. My view could be partial, could be biased. This is the view of numerous researchers who have spent their lifetimes studying people who reach the pinnacle of, of attainment in their chosen fields. 